Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro here at the Novacare Complex. Big, big week ahead of us. It's Dallas Cowboys week, Monday Night Football. Both teams one and one. And the Cowboys with that high-octane offense going to be a big challenge for the Eagles, D. We'll get into that a little later in the week. In this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group, we're going to wrap things up from that tough loss on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. All of a sudden, the Eagles losing two key members of their team. Defensive end Brandon Graham, who last year made the Pro Bowl for the first time in his career. He was so excited about that. He's out for the season. Torres Achilles tendon early in the second quarter and was carted off the field. Knew it right away. Happened to be standing in the tunnel as he came off the field. And uh, Brandon Graham gave me one of those looks like, "Mm, it ain't good. And it wasn't. So he is out. Left torn Achilles tendon. We'll hear from Nick Sirianni in just a minute about that. Brandon Brooks, Eagles Pro Bowl right guard, leaving the game on Sunday with a chest injury. Strained pec. Likely to go on IR. Has not yet gone on injury reserve. He will be back this season. In the meantime, the Eagles going with Landon Dickerson on Sunday. Not quite sure what the Eagles' plans are moving forward, but it makes sense to learn about Dickerson if he's healthy. Remember, he's tore that ACL in his senior season at Alabama late in the year. And, um, you know, look, he's a talented guy, huge man, just had not taken very many reps at right guard. Again, Nick Sirianni in our one-on-one in just a little bit here. We'll talk about Dickerson. So we are going to get to Coach Nick in just a moment. And then Mike Quick, one of the my, one of my takeaways from game, the game on Sunday, Eagles didn't get the ball to the wide receivers as much as I thought they would. San Francisco came into the game without it starting two cornerbacks. I thought Devontae Smith would be targeted 15 times. Instead, he had two catches, drew two pass interference penalties, was probably open a couple of times deep down the field. Jalen Hurts just unable to get the ball to him. But I just thought the Eagles would be able to exploit that missing talent in the San Francisco secondary. And then other than the Quez Watkins 91-yard catch and run, the Eagles just didn't do it. So we'll talk to Quick Six about the wide receivers, about the offense, about Hurts, and of course, about the Dallas Cowboys this week. Let's begin it all with a little one-on-one, our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni. Well, the Eagles going into week three here, a Monday night game in Dallas against the Cowboys. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. It's our weekly one-on-one with head coach Nick Sirianni. Coach, a tough one on Sunday against San Francisco. Let's talk about that first as we also look at the Cowboys. Uh, Looking at the offense, watching the game, what did you see upon review of that game? Well, you know, I I saw us be able to move the football early and... Um, I think we had that three and out to start the, the second half, but I saw us be able to move the football early. And then, you know, for different reasons, the drive would, drive would stop. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of all of us that are accountable to that, right? It's, it first starts with the, the play call. Again, I got to put our guys in better position to execute the play call. And then um, I know everybody else is going to look at their part too and say, say what they need to fix as well. So that's players, it's coaches, it's all of us together. Offensive line adjusting without Brandon Brooks. Landon Dickerson gets his first action. Where is he in his development, and, and how did he play in his NFL debut? 
I thought he I thought he played solid in his NFL debut. Um, again, that's never easy to get to get thrown out there in the in the middle of game, and um, but that's his job and that's his role to to understand that he he's got to go out there and perform um, on short notice. And so, um, but there's definitely improvement. There's improvement for everyone that uh, out there that we all we all got to improve from that game, um, not just Landon. So, but you know, th- there's some things that you know with pass protection that you know we just got to be able to to pass some games off a little bit quicker, but. Um, I thought all in all he was solid, and the pass protection as a as a whole was really good against a really stout front. What was he able to do just to kind of get a grasp of the offensive line prior to being cleared, being in the practice, being on the practice field, and getting some reps? How was he able to get the mental reps? Just relentless work. Uh, he really loves football. Um, I think it, it, you know it's really important to him. Football is really important to him. He's smart. Um, he's got high character, so you know he's you know he's constantly working on his craft, working on his game. And um, at the time when he couldn't do things uh, physically, he was doing them mentally. Two games in, you've looked at everything. How do you feel about the team and its short yardage situations in Atlanta, and then on Sunday against San Francisco? What have you seen? Yeah, definitely something we need to improve on. Um, we you know we're too good up front to to not convert on some of the on some of those uh short yardage again credit goes to the defense they made a couple good plays in those scenarios but we know we're good up front and we know uh, we just got to do a good job as coaches as putting the players in positions to succeed because we know we got the the horses up front to to pave the way i want to make sure i ask this question the right way so um here goes you've talked about accountability and you were accountable very very accountable publicly after the san francisco game about that sequence of play calls and I wonder what you think that means in the big picture with your relationship to the players that they see that you are being accountable that it's not just the players who are being accountable I think that um, you know our core values obviously connect compete accountability Um, if I want a core value to to be relevant right if I want them to connect well I got to first connect and I got to practice what I preach. And it's the same thing with account. It's the same thing with all of them. I mean, I guess fundamentals is not because I'm not going out there and running any routes or catching any balls. But uh, accountability, right, it, it starts with me. And and if I want them to look in the mirror and, and make the corrections that they made, then I need to do the same thing. And there's definitely plays that I want back that I that I called that I want back. And I think that's going to be the nature of the game every, every week. And that's, you know, no one's going to play a perfect game. No one's going to call a perfect game. No one's going to ref a perfect game. Uh, no one's going to announce a perfect game, right? There's always going to be things that we all want to correct. And um, But if I, want, if I want the team to do that, then I need to do it myself and uh, practice what you preach. Good stuff. Coach, how did Jalen Hurts play on Sunday against the Niners? I thought he played a good game. Uh, he made a lot of plays. Um, he made a lot of explosive plays. I mean that that ball he threw to Quez Watkins was 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 awesome. He was he was hungry for that. He was excited for that. Um, he had a little put. There's a couple that plays that I thought he made were really nice. Where there was some, again I thought protection was outstanding against a really good front. But there, you know sometimes the pressure's up in your face and he ripped a couple good throws on that on that 91 yard. Uh, uh, pass play. He had he had a guy in his face that he had to make a tough throw, and then he just made some some really good plays with his feet when when he needed to. And so I was I was pleased with the way Jalen played. Um, again, is anyone is anyone play a perfect game? No. Um, so there's things that he's got to correct as well. And again, this accountability thing is only for one reason and one reason only is so that we get better um, from the things that we we went through on Sunday in practice and in every situation that we go through together. Brandon Graham goes down. We all know how much he means to the team, 
as a player, as a person, your thoughts for him as a coach, as a man, somebody who means a lot for the football team on and off the field? Yeah, you know, my heart breaks for, for Brandon, and, uh, you know, it's – it's it's just a shame. I know it's it's part of this game. Um, you hate losing a, a, the type of player um, that we lost in Brandon. Um, you hate losing the type of person you lost in in Brandon, and you hate losing the type of leader that you lost in Brandon. So um, you know, there's a lot of different roles that we all have to we all all of us combined have to take over for 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 the loss of Brandon Graham right so you got not only that his his playtime roles at the defensive end spot and setting the edge and rushing the passer uh, and making the big plays that he makes there but also the leadership and also just the I mean, he just great, brings great energy, and I, and I still look forward to seeing that energy. Uh, he, he's sure me he wants to be around as much as he possibly can, and I want him around as much as he possibly can as he rehabs this injury because he's such a, such an important part of this team. So he'll be missed, um, but a lot of opportunities for a lot of different guys to fill a lot of different roles and hats that, that Brandon Graham wears. What lesson does this football team learn after a tough loss like the one you had against San Francisco, where you had opportunities, the game was so close. Um, what In the big picture, what kind of lessons do you learn? Just that. I mean, these close games, every detail, every little thing matters. Um, it's not just like, hey, it, ma it matters this week and it doesn't matter this week. No, every detail and every little thing matter. And, and you see that right from the beginning. And you see that right for, with coaching. Like, man, I should have told him to do this, or I should have told him to do that, or I should have told him to check this or that. And it's going to, and it's, and because all those little details matter. And, you know, hopefully we all see that, that all these games, the parody, <clears throat> excuse me, the parody in the NFL is so tight that all these little things make such a big difference. And so um, we just got to be obsessed with the details, continue to be obsessed with the details, not let them slip for a second and just be obsessed with uh, making it perfect, as perfect as we possibly can um, for, for Sunday. It's the NFC East this week. Uh, Coach, early in the week, I know, but what are your early impressions about the Cowboys? Yeah, just started watching them. <clears throat> Obviously, early just earlier today. Uh, they're they're good. They're good defense. Uh, again, most of my time has been spent on defense so far. Watching their defense, they got they have good playmakers at each level. Um, I believe they're they're well coached. They they run they play hard. They play with good fundamentals. They're they're getting after the football. Um, so you know, against teams that, that are well coached, you gotta you gotta be you gotta be ready to go and uh, know that nothing's gonna be given to you and, uh, and and you're gonna have to earn everything. And so we're gonna have to be on our game uh, because this team's definitely gonna be on their game. It's a primetime game. The whole league is watching. The whole country is watching. What does that mean to you to be able to show everyone where the Philadelphia Eagles are? Yeah, anytime you know the the whole the whole country is watching, you don't do anything different. You don't go about your your business any any different. You you treat every game uh, the, the same. Um, and, but you know you 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 want to you want to show the world the the type of you know team you have, the the type of connecting you have, the the, the compete. You know the team the team that's that is held accountable. That's smart football team. You know I always want I always want people to see that we have a smart football team that plays with good fundamentals. All right, there we go. Eagles and the Cowboys Monday Night Football. Coming up this week, head coach Nick Sirianni. Good luck. Beat the Cowboys. Thanks, coach. Thanks, Dave. All right, that is good stuff from the head coach. Now let's turn it over to Mike Quick. Let's dig in. Let's get analytical here. Let's find out about the wide receivers. Little conversation with Eagles Hall of Famer, Mike Quick. Mike, uh, we're talking on Monday night, and uh, the wound is still fresh from the loss to San Francisco. What are your takeaways from that game? I mean, I'm really looking at it from an offensive standpoint. 
Well, I just thought that um, it's one of these games that certainly the Eagles could have won, but they just squandered too many opportunities. From an offensive standpoint, I thought they played extremely well. Quite honestly, I thought they dominated the first half of the game offensively. They just didn't get points when they needed to get points and had opportunities to get points. You know, a blocked field goal, uh, a touchdown that was called back because the receiver steps out of bounds. Uh, and when you get down close with, you know, four plays and couldn't get it into the end zone. I mean, in this league, teams are too good. You're talking about the San Francisco 49ers. That's a really good football team. you got to be able to cash in on opportunities like that if you're going to win the game. I guess one of mine is, I, you know, I go in thinking that the Niners, knowing the Niners have their two starting cornerbacks out and a starting linebacker out, and I, and I thought that it would be much easier for the Eagles to get the ball to the wide receivers. It didn't happen. Do you have any answers for that? Well, I know that that was an emphasis. I mean, if you look at the way they pass, you know, just look at the game in a big picture. They threw the ball down the field. They had intentions of throwing the ball down the field. They knew that they were going to get some single coverage with those speedy wide receivers on the outside. The ball went down the field deep. You didn't see that in the first game at all. Um, but the coverage was better, like you said. I thought that be because Florette um, was out, uh, Mosley, the other corner, was out, I thought, hey, it's a perfect opportunity to, to take advantage of the secondary. But they still, the guys that they had in there, they still played really well. And um, they were really good at getting their arms on the receivers and not allowing them to get on top of them, meaning that just cutting them off with the outside arm and keeping them from getting ahead of them. The receivers are faster than those corners, but the corners played them really well. And what's interesting, like, okay, I, I, I compared it to like a box out in basketball. And, yeah, and I very wonder, similar. Is it, is, okay, so is that the formula now against Devontae Smith? And if, that, if that's a formula, because, look, I thought Devontae would get targeted 15 times and have 11 catches and 138 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think there's any way. Then maybe I'm getting ahead of myself on Devontae. I don't know. But I just thought that he would dominate. It didn't happen. So, you know, where does he take what, – what lesson does he learn from that game? So I think that he's going to still get a lot of opportunities. He's still got some learning to do. In this league, guys are just smart, and they know how – when they, they're not fast enough, they know how to, like, maneuver their, themselves and put themselves in, in a position that, that you're not going to take your speed and just take advantage of them. So they're going to take that away from you. And with him being smaller than most people that he's going to play against, they're going to – if they can get their body on him, they can slow him down. They can hold him up if they're able to get their body on him. He's got to be smarter in the early part of his routes and setting those guys up. Same thing with Jalen Reagan. He has to be smarter in the early part of his routes, setting those guys up and leaving room on the outside to give the quarterback you know, some error room to throw the football. And, and from a Jalen Hurts standpoint, you know, a couple of those throws, they just got to be in the air sooner. Uh, the first deep one down the middle of the field to Devontae Smith. If that ball's in the air much sooner, uh, I think it's a play. If you're going to force him to go get the football rather than having him wait on the ball, slow up, 
then you're going to make money. You, you're going to make hay then. You're going to get the ball out in front of him, and he will go get the ball. So I, I, I'm certain that the, you know, the coaches will use this tape, and it's a good time because it's so early in the season to coach these guys up and get them better going forward. Yeah, it just, I just, it, it was just so winnable. I'm just so gnashing my teeth about it. What what about the tight ends, Mike? I mean, look, we, Zach is now on COVID. We don't know if he'll play on Monday night. Hopefully he will. Uh, again, the, the, the Niners gave up a bunch of yards the week before to Detroit's tight end. I thought, again, yep. the Eagles would have some opportunities there. It didn't happen. Is that a credit to San Francisco's defense, or is it something that the Eagles can learn from a scheme standpoint? Yeah, I think it's still a, a part of the learning process. I think the Eagles didn't do uh, enough in trying to get the ball to the tight end. I, I thought they used the tight ends a lot in blocking. Uh, wanted to make sure that uh, they were trying to get the right protection. But the Eagles' tight ends are as good as any in the league, especially when it comes to running routes, catching balls. And, you know, I, I just always believe going into a game that that has to be an emphasis, getting the ball to the tight ends. The ball, the ball primarily was thrown to the outside and down the field, not much over in, uh, inside the numbers or in the middle of the field, inside the hash marks. Mike, the Eagles now have a, a new look offensive line without Brandon Brooks for the foreseeable future. How, how I don't know, concerning is that for you? Well, I just believe, Dave, that the Eagles offensive line has a lot of really good depth. I, I love Brandon Brooks, and I think he's one of the better players in this league when he's healthy. But with what they have had to deal with, especially last season, um, and getting guys like Nate Herbig up to speed and getting him ready to play, and, and I think he's going to be a good football player. And Jack Driscoll, guys like that, that they put the time into, that they got a lot of snaps last season. I think either one of those guys – they're ready to play. And Landon Dickerson, he came in on Sunday, and he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. Um, again, coaches will have an opportunity to coach him up, give him a full week's practice to, to be ready to be a starter at that position. And I think he'll do well. He has all the tools. Yeah, what a tough situation. He comes in at first and 10 from their own three-yard line, and he made yeah. his first NFL start. I mean, he only played – right guard for a couple of days in practice. And then finally here offensively, Jalen. And, um, you know, what have you seen from him for two games, Mike? What encouraging signs and, and what things does he need to work on? I think he makes really good decisions. Um, and after uh, going through the, through the game tape, I just think the main thing he's going to have to do is be able to anticipate and get the ball out earlier on a lot of his throws. I like his calm demeanor. I like the way he I, – I, I like that he's a field general because he just looks like he's in control and he understands what's going on. Now, I just want to see him get the ball out a little bit quicker. I like the decisions that he makes. You know, there were several times on third downs he realized they're in man coverage. And right away when there was – that first guy that he wanted to throw to wasn't there. He was getting out of there and making sure that he picked up a first down because he can. He has the talent to do that. And when you are able to recognize what they're doing to you on the other side and you're a quarterback, that's, that's, that starts the process. And you just go from there. 
Mike, one question about the defense. I, I mean, look, they've shown a lot of encouraging signs. They haven't let in many points. They've, they've done a good job with that. Um, um, obviously, missing Brandon Graham is an issue. Um, but they haven't had any takeaways, and I expected that. I, I guess I expected more pressure. Jonathan has kind of just stayed with that four-man path rush. How do you do that against the Dallas Cowboys, who've been so prolific offensively? Well, I, I kind of like um, what they've done defensively. You know, if you had told me that the, the Niners were going to score 17 points, I would say, okay, well, the Eagles are going to win the game. Um, because I think when you can hold teams to 17 points, you should generate enough offense to win the game. But I do like what he's doing. You know, you don't want to give up big plays. And they're avoiding his style of defense. They're going to avoid chunk plays and somewhere along the way get you to make a mistake. I thought there were two plays in the game where the defense should have taken the ball away. There should have been interceptions in it. Anthony Harris had one early in the game that should have been an interception. There was one late, uh, uh, later in the game that should have been an interception. Um, they're going to start to get those takeaways, I do believe. They had some opportunities, but you know they just let some things get away on the defensive side as well as the offensive side. Early week here, how do you feel about Eagles-Cowboys? Good matchup in the NFC. It's going to be a great matchup, and I'm glad that it's on Monday Night Football. Um, I think they're the best two teams in the NFC East. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I, I just – I think the, the things that we were just talking about, the timing of the pass and getting the football out, taking advantage of single coverage on the outside, these young receivers getting coached up on how to – work that defender early in the route so that you leave room for error on the back end of the route. Uh, things like that are going to be really important uh, against that football team. And again, you can't make the mistakes that they made and win against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. They're going to have to button things up and button them up real tight and real fast. Mike, I look forward to hearing you on Monday night. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. That'll do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Ray Doyle, and Tyler Lewis for their work on this. Thanks to all of you for joining each and every week. If you have a moment to give us a review, we've got a link in the details section of your podcast library. We're back with more later in the week as we really get into it. The Eagles and the Cowboys. It's the Eagles' first matchup in the NFC East, and it's their last matchup until late in the season. It's a really weird schedule. Monday Night Football against the Cowboys coming up. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go, Birds! E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! We want you to know about all the podcasts in the Eagles network of podcasts. So make sure you tune in to not only this Eagles insider podcast three times a week, but make sure you subscribe and listen to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, our Journey to the Draft podcast Tuesday and Thursday, and our Eagles Update podcasts, which give you the news in a flash Monday through Saturday throughout this 2020 season. Sign up, subscribe, and listen to our Eagles network of podcasts.